This is what? Hard to swallow. Gross. <laughs> Hi, Squadwolves. Welcome back to Hearts to Follow Podcast. I'm your host, Emery Lavelle J on Instagram and Twitter as Ain't I Emery. And of course, I'm joined with my Negroes that I know. <laughs> Joining me now is Lyrical Mar on Instagram and Twitter as Lyrical Mar. Back, back, back again. Back to back, May back, stack the M's. Hello, Nicki Minaj. Hey. Hello. <laughs> back Hi. again. Hey, Onika Barbara. Red Ruby, Red Ruby, the sleeves is out. Yeah. You enjoy? Um, of course. He did. Remember this? Me. So does Lindsay. But listen. Everyone's going red when I'm going red in my era. But listen, we'll get to oh, that. Oh no, later. another one with a hey, hey, all y'all. Yes. <laughs> and also join us is Lindsay Wagner on Instagram and Twitter as Lynn's Wags. Hi, everyone. How are, How are you, Lindsay? Hey, girl. I'm fine. What's going on, guys? <laughs> A lot. Are you gearing up for Alpha Omega Ball this week? Alpha Omega. Yes, it is the first annual Alpha Omega House Ball. I am excited. I am already worn. I'm already <laughs> tired. It's going to be a long day, but it should be great. I'm hoping I see the both of you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I for sure will be there. I'm excited for the inaugural Alpha Omega Ball Anarchy yeah. thing. Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. going to be looking like we don't need another hero, okay? <laughs> we in our last days okay. for real. <laughs> okay. All we want is life beyond the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. <Okay. laughs> but no, um, I'm excited for it because it's going to be in New York for those who don't know or those who are interested. It will be in New York on Saturday. Um, yes, March, what is that, the 11th? March 11th, right? Yes, March 11th. Uh, March 11th. It starts at 5 p.m., I believe. Yes. And bitch, and, um, if you ain't bought your tickets, buy them now. They have yes. VIP tickets available. I think the Express tickets are still on sale. I don't know if they will all sold out. Oh, but- right. The last day was Monday to get your VIP tickets in. Express tickets. Yeah, yeah, the Express tickets. Uh, but they still have tickets at the door, so... Yeah. Um, that's worth something, and it's a very large venue. You won't be cramped. Come enjoy the show if you are interested in a ball oh, in New York God. City again. And it's closer. Um, it's right outside of Brooklyn, inside of Queens, right? Yeah, it's like on at the Knockdown board. Center. I think it's Maspeth, Queens. Yeah, yeah, that weird okay. location. So, anyway, let's get right to it. I do have an announcement. So we, of course, got to address the banning of drag in public spaces in Tennessee, right? (laughs) Now, I know a lot of people are already aware of what's been going on, but some of you may not. So I do want to summarize it a a bit. So according to the NPR, the bill that passed in Tennessee last week restricts adult cabaret performances in public or in the presence of children. 
and bans them from occurring within 1,000 feet of schools, public parks, or places of worship. Um, this bill was passed alongside separate legislation that bans transgender minors in Tennessee from receiving gender affirming care like puberty blockers, hormones and surgery. Mm -hmm. And this comes after just a month ago, where at least nine GOP led state legislators were pushing similar anti-drag bills. So those found violating any anti-drag law will face a misdemeanor in the first instance, um, punishable by a fine up to $2,500. Wow. And up to a year in prison. This is those fines of subsequent violations face a felony charge punishable up to six years in jail. It's literally leaving the gov- like leaving it up to the government to decide or define drag drag like who is giving a a quote-unquote false female representation and or converse conversely who could possibly be giving a quote-unquote false male representation or presenting as like the fact that the government is deciding or defining what drag queen is or a drag what a drag performer would look like is scary. Um, it this is dangerous to gender expression at large. Absolutely, anybody mm. that you know just wants to um, live their fucking life. Yes, presenting <laughs> feminine or presenting male in whatever body they choose could be at risk. Yeah, it's well, really it's crazy. It's like. As much as you think that we make progress in this world, we just show time and time again that we're going back 50, 60 years. <laughs> it's like Stonewall happened for nothing, almost. In Tennessee, I can't believe this, but I think it's going to just trickle on down to the rest of those southern states. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you something, um, my drag queens, get up out of there. If you can afford it to do so, I really encourage you to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. It, it's hard living in a conservative state like that. <laughs> it's about to get even harder. Well, yeah, to say yeah, the least. Make sure of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, can I say something? Absolutely. You know how I always say that we are always worried about the wrong things. We. And, but this is an instance where they are worried about the wrong shit. Mm -hmm. People are dying, Kim. Yeah. Okay. Kim, people are dying. dying, Kim, exactly. Why are you worried about the drag queens? They ain't bothering nobody. They can't read the kids a book. They can't earn a living and entertain the people. And guess what, you dumb bitch? Drag races on MTV for the world to see, stupid whore. The internet exists. (laughs) If they want to see drag queens, they will. If they're interested in drag, they will find it. Because guess what? Children and teenagers are smart and have information at the palm of their hand idiot 
<laughs> you thought you did something, bitch. Kids barely go outside, bitch. Are you dumb? This is, this is this we are really covering some homophobic issues on this episode. Yeah, it's right. a lot tonight, guys. So bear with us. Bear with us, please. Bear with us. Asshole. I have nothing else to say. The drag queens are no, but I really have to add that point because you know, in this day and age, even like the young contestants on drag race, what's interesting about them is like the drag queens in like Connecticut or like Spice and Sugar that was on Drag Race, they learned how to do drag online. Literally. Yeah. They talked about they that. that. <laughs> so you can watch makeup you tutorials and watch time. and learn how to do drag on YouTube and TikTok. It's not going to stop. So you ain't do shit. <laughs> so I just want you to know that. <laughs> But this is my thing with like Generation X and boomers. Outdated and ignorant. Y'all don't understand what gender ex- gender expression really is or what being trans really is. Um, and can we just touch on a little bit? I didn't mean for this to be this long, yeah. but it ha- we got to talk about it, too. How do you all feel about the banning of... Um, transgender teenagers having access to um, hormone blockers and surgery and things like that. It's tragic. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, people always want to say dumb shit about, oh, they're too young. No, they're not. No. no, they are not. Mm-hmm. People like to pick and choose and cherry pick about what children supposedly are too young for. In this case, oh, they're too young to know whether they really want to do that or not. But you asking them about a boyfriend, a girlfriend, as soon as they're five. five right. <laughs> you got a girlfriend, you got a boyfriend. You got a crush. Who your Valentine? I I can't. It's terrible. And not because even just you that. are literally you're creating Caitlyn Jenner's right. The trendsetter of it all, right? Someone who's in their sixties transitioning for the first time. Hmm never really allowed themselves to be who they truly were, you know, and society would not let them, you know, be who they truly were. Absolutely. But it's really just a testament of how, um, not clandestine, but like, like kind of secretive or like on the low, that that culture well not i want to say culture but how to to transition at that time and age for that generation they didn't have access to certain things you didn't talk about that but that doesn't mean that it didn't exist absolutely my girlfriend will tell you my one of my good girlfriends who um just turned 60 she has many tales of her little you know um two of her very dear friends 
one of whom used to buy her birth control pills all the time. That was a very common thing back then, mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. Trans people used to buy the, you know, the, the hormones, birth control pills from their girlfriends. Absolutely. To get that skin soft, to stop that hair from growing. And this is why showing up and visibility and having a voice is important because when we don't talk <clears throat> or speak up and when we are silenced, people think to believe that we don't exist or it's not a thing at all. They think that this is like some new age concept for Gen, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, millennials. It's really not. No. Right. We've been around for centuries. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something, gay people, trans, even tra- there's even evidence of trans people dating way, 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 way back, like way, 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 way back. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. concepts has always existed in indigenous cultures. You're just better. Always. Off, you're better off reading. Just read. Just read. Yeah. And also for those okay. questioning whether teenagers, um, like the, it may be too early for them to decide their gender, you knew your gender as a child. It was very apparent. You knew you. what you liked. You knew what you liked. Very apparent. Well, even outside of sexuality, like being aware of thyself, you knew kind of where you were on that gender expression line. It's true. Just simply being called boy or girl, there, there's a feeling, there's an affirmation that comes with that when say, they say you a boy, you a girl, and you just feel right there and there. It feels right or it feels wrong. And right. that's why you just don't understand the trans experience. This you know when they put you a in a certain thing. line or when you got grouped with boys and girls that you either did or did not fit in. Did, what is, is it called? Gender dysmorphia, Emmy? Um, oh gosh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's a real thing. Dysmorphia. It's a real thing. And it's something that is acutely aware in people who have it. Right. At a young age. Right. Most of the time at a young age. Yeah. There are studies. There have been studies on this. Once again, read. Okay, you want to know something? The information superhighway is here for you. And also, lastly, like, when it comes to surgeries, I think that was the most extreme thing. Um, Leave that for the child and the parent to decide. Right, the individual and their parent to decide whether gender-affirming surgery is for them at that particular time. It is not for... Anyone else? It's not. It's, first of all, cis people should be shutting their fucking mouths. Exactly. <laughs> it's not for you. So how are you telling trans people when it's too early? What what and they should and shouldn't have access and to? And how to be themselves? Shut the fuck. We up. need to shut the fuck up. It's not about us. No. About mind, us. Your, mind your hetero business. Mind your gay business. Mind your business. You're non binary business. <clears throat> you're not in the, well, non binary, you're under that umbrella of trans. So I'll give y'all a pass, but still yeah. mind your fucking business. Yeah. So the individual and their parents. <laughs> <laughs> mind your fucking business. That on that. 
Okay, let's get into these hot topics. So we got the Chris's to talk about. <laughs> the Chris, first Chris. Who, Chris Jenner? <laughs> who, Chris Jenner? You rang, I'm the black Chris Jenner. <laughs> African-American Chris Jenner? Yes. <laughs> no. The brown, yeah. the brown Christian. Maurice, honey. CB. <laughs> Look at this photo. I'm Look glad. I'm this. sorry. Some of y'all can't see this. Y'all think that's gonna age well? Yeah. Mm. Uh. Anyway, Chris Brown. so he recently did a performance and he was uh, he brought a a fan on stage to dance on her and she was like really into her phone she was trying to capture the moment and that really shows how this generation is so obsessed with like technology and social media that they cannot live within the moment (laughs) But anyway, she was so incensed her phone trying to capture the moment. Chris Brown was like, bitch, put your phone down. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he was giving like, girl. Well, he might have said that. <laughs> In his head, he was giving. Well, Christopher Maurice is the type that would say, bitch, put your phone. Put your phone down. I'm dancing on you. Right. M- many people want to be on right. the stage. You know I'm dancing on you. You to be up here, bitch. And you trying to capture it, child. They taping this somewhere. Somebody else got it. I promise you. So (laughs) he got wore out. He grabbed that phone and launched that bitch right into the audience. I was like, oh. And, you know, he did take it and put it in her lap. (laughs) You know, about 20 seconds. At first, 20 seconds before that, he took it out of her hand and put it in her lap nicely. And continue to serenade, you know, serenade her. I'm like, this bitch doesn't even deserve this. <laughs> Wait, let me not call her a bitch. This cunt doesn't it's deserve big. this. <laughs> this cunt. <laughs> I mean, it's annoying. And then, so when she does it again, and then she kind of whipped their hair like, it was given. oh no, I'm throwing this phone. Now you done pulled out my bad side. Now you didn't put on my bad side. <laughs> you didn't put on my bad side. You now the bad. misogyny about to kick in. Oh, <laughs> the what the 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 shit that y'all pretend he ain't <laughs> people the, pretend the that he don't have about to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking. Mm-hmm. But no, like I, I probably would have been wore out too, like Miss Thing. Get this phone out your hand. <laughs> You're embarrassing. Yeah, he could have grabbed it for her and he could have made a show of it, but that's how hot tempered he is. He can't help it. Well, he said that um, she did get her phone back, she but it was still the principle. Like, damn, did you have to launch the phone like that, though? <laughs> he doesn't know. All right, y'all pretending this bitch isn't violent. They're giving yes. Child, <laughs> like she, she was wearing me out, girl. Like I had to get that phone out her head. Yeah, so I threw her phone. I threw her phone. Amen. She had me fucked up. <laughs> a mess. Let me tell you something. She had no business up there. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and then we have the next Chris. Oh. Chris <laughs> Crock Rock. <laughs> That's a bad picture of him. He actually looked the best I ever seen him look. I know, and the body is cut. You seen the body? It looks great. I'm like, oh, I know these came girls. a long way from New Jack City. One, you know, I'm gonna get to come a long way. But I know them young 25 year old girls be like, damn, I'm getting my feet, and he got a nice body too. But anyway, um, so he did a, a comedy um special, and it's on Netflix if you care to watch. <laughs> So, Lindsay, you actually watched it. I didn't give a fuck. What's your consensus? I didn't give a fuck times two. Lindsay, (laughs) take it away. Well, I did watch it. and um, But I saw clips, and I'm going to interject. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I saw it, and it it was, I don't know, it was slightly underwhelming. (laughs) This is supposed to be his redemption after the whole debacle with Will Smith and... You know, he is a panderer. Like, he is just, to me, someone who loves to pander to white people. Mm-hmm. Um, It always comes out. Like, he'll make a joke that is kind of... Cl- like, he made a few jokes that were kind of, that connected, that I connected with. And then I thought were clever because, you know, for all intents and purposes... Chris Rock is in that category of, quote unquote, more of the intelligent type of comedian. Mm -hmm. But there was some trans joke, like there was a trans joke that I was just like, come on. There you go. I was just like, leave them. Come on. Like, stop. Trans people ain't bothering nobody. Bothering no fucking body. Just don't even do it. And I chat. Let me tell you something, too. I challenge these comedians to really sit down with a group of chat, like befriend really on some real shit, befriend trans people, mm-hmm. right? Have a lovely, you know, nuanced conversation. There's funny shit. Mm-hmm. Just like in every human experience, there's funny shit. There's funny shit somewhere. There yeah, is people. something funny. That wouldn't offend, that would be relatable to their experience. Y'all are just not trying to, y'all just don't care. Expand your horizon. Y'all rather offend. No one wants to think outside the box. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we, we... us three, you know, we're in the community. I can think of 800 things off the top of my head that's funny. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like, just on just some regular, like, everyday, like, real shit about just knowing trans people and, you know, dealing with them. It, that wouldn't offend, necessarily. Mm-hmm. And could right. be funny as hell. Yeah, without, like, attacking the existence or identity. Any, any, any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, or validating them, like, or like invalidating, invalidating them. them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a few bright moments, but then it just got embarrassing. Like, he's talking about, you know, he's talking about his daughters. I ain't like that necessarily either. 
Let's get to the main thing because that we I, all know he talked about, which was Will Smith <laughs> and Jada. The main embarrassing part, Lindsay. But before I get to that, here's the thing with me and Chris Rock and Black women. It's so weird. I don't know. He has this love-hate thing with Black women to me. It came out in this, too. Like, he's talking about the daughters and how they're so spoiled. Like, don't resent them because you worked hard to get them the life that you didn't have. There's always like some, like he's proud of it, but always like also resentful. You know what I mean? I don't like that. There's Mm -hmm. something, there's something in there with that. I don't, I don't like it. It comes out when he's talking about black women, case in point, he makes a whole movie about hair Da, 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 with no historical like like really not getting into the deep shit uh, about black women and hair and assimilating and and what that looked like in this country you know beautification how we to- were told we were ugly he ain't delve into none of that and and truth be told that movie was he was mad because he had picked a bitch that wore wigs <laughs> that's it <laughs> out of all the women he could have had because he he started going with her the height of his fame he picked one that liked wearing wigs mm-hmm. and because he loved her a lot of his money went to synthetic hair and he was pissed about it <laughs> hence that movie so I don't know he, he ain't shit go ahead he should have been slapped a long time ago, to be yes. quite honest. Yes. Okay. Well, the thing that got our attention was we were scrolling on social media and the Shade Room posted a clip of Chris Rock saying that um, he, <laughs> he watched the, some movie with Will Smith getting whipped. Emancipation. I don't know. That made me laugh. That part did make me laugh. It's the pettiness of it all. It's so fucking petty. And as a matter of fact, that segment that he spoke about, Will, because there was an underlying current throughout the whole bit, like, you know, he said something about Snoop. He was like, I don't need another, you know, I don't need another rapper mad at me. (laughs) Then he said something about Jay-Z. He was like, Lord knows, I don't need another rapper that's mad at me. And then he segued (laughs) into the the Will situation and he's basically given like Will just targeted him because he knew he could beat him. That possibly. I don't know why in the hell he said some shit like that. Me neither. That ain't even Brooklyn. Like I don't know why the fuck he would say some that shit. That ain't gangster like that. at all. I mean, he knows that he's not intimidating. Not really. Now, if Will fought the brother Tony, he might have fought on Tony's the type of nigga that would have fought him. On oh the no, he's not fighting him. Tony Rock, he would have fought him on the stage. Yeah, they would have. He yeah. would scrap. They would have boxed. That's the type of nigga he is, but Chris the, they like would have cut the show, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a break. The way Tony was acting after, like fucking hit my fucking bro- like he was going. Like he Not wanted yet. to see Will Smith, and he would have saw him. Like my boyfriend likes to say, "Me and you need to have a talk." <laughs> <laughs> see me outside. 
we need to have. I think we need to have a talk. I think it was. I think it was you, Lindsay Wagner, who said he was so angry, and it could see. It was like the vein in the forehead type angry. He was so mad. He was like, I wasn't picking on that bitch. <laughs> and they, everybody called him a bitch. And they and I'm gonna call him a bitch. And then they call him a bitch. He's the them. one that was fucking his friend, the son's friend. Why do you have to come why have to come for Jada in this moment? He can't stand <laughs> her. In his estimation, it started when she told him as a grown man to boycott the Oscars because, yes. because Will wasn't um, nominated. First of all, you're stupid black ass. It wasn't just about that. It wasn't, no. <laughs> you dumb fuck. It was about a collective thing among black people. Absolutely. Blackout, bitch. That, I it wasn't that just was about her husband Oscar's not being nominated. It was about no black motherfuckers being nominated. Yeah. And your stupid ass, child, your stupid fucking ass, not realizing that you were picked for being the coon that you are. Mm-hmm. The token. <laughs> Talking about she she asking me as a grown man not to not do this because her man ain't get big. That simple motherfucker. You wish. Question mm. though. If Will Smith was out of the equation, do you think Jada would care? About what? The overwhelming nomination of white actors and um, nominees. That was in Jada's Fight the Power era, so it's quite possible that yes. Remember, she was at the Million Woman Mars and all that. (laughs) No, I don't like her. I mean, I, I think she would. I don't know. I don't know if she would have the power to be calling him to ask him nothing, right? Or be vocal like she was because she was very vocal. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have had the power to ask him. So no, he probably wouldn't have. Like she, he probably wouldn't have heard from her. Hmm. Is that what he tried to say? Yeah, that's exactly what he was. He was trying to say that he was basically trying to, you know, like sort of like put it in a box, like. The only reason why she's mad to this day is because she asking me as a grown man not to take this gig, this high profile gig, this big money gig, because her man was not nominated. And he knows good and goddamn well it was a bigger picture. But this is what happens. You know, black people ain't never had shit. For years. It's like and the preset Michelle saying the national the anthem know, situation. And the white man know when we are faced with a big bag, mm-hmm. the choice between a big bag and or a political alignment, the bag is going to win. <laughs> okay. And guess what? Let me, be clear. Let me be clear. I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it, but bitch, you know, stop, stop, stop playing in my face, though. Stop. You know what that was about. Yeah. And then 
okay, so you did what you did, like, years later. Okay. And I know in Jada's mind, it's like, all right, you didn't, you didn't see it the same way. Fine. You went on to host it. Good for you. But, bitch, we ain't cool. Yeah. We not cool, so don't fucking mention me. I don't... And he's like, oh, they came on the internet, and she talking about how she fucking... So what? And Why make a joke about somebody that don't fuck with you? Exactly. I don't fuck with you. And yes, it's because of that. And I have a right to mm. not fuck with you because of that, nigga. Like, and don't think you're going to see me at a motherfucking award show, and then he, he, ha, ha, and then make some corny ass joke. They might have let you pass had it been a good joke. Right. You made a fucking reference that's almost 10 years old. G.I. Jane. Right. That movie's like 15 years old. <laughs> that's I all mean, you, I'm like, come on. It was Stop. weak. It was weak. He's been living under a rock and unbooked. Child, he needs to stop, stop it. And then in this special, you know, you got grown daughters now. I get your divorce, but you talking about 25-year-old pussy. Come on. And then he's talking about, oh, it's different, you know, between 25-year-old girls. They just want shoes. And then, you know, women of a certain age, 45 and up, they want their mortgage paid. This, that. What type of bums are you fucking with? <laughs> That's number one. What kind of fucking poopud ass bitches are you dealing with? Mm. Bitch, ain't Chris Rock 58? Yeah. What kind of poopud holes are you dealing with? All I gotta say is like I said, embarrassing. Embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if my daddy up there talking about a 25-year-old bitch, much like myself, who just wants a pair of shoes. <laughs> Get your feet, girls. Lindsay, you are a kiki. I can't. Who just, who Get just your feet. Who just wants a pair of shoes. <laughs> Listen. I too want a pair of shoes. I want a pair of shoes too, but damn. And I too at 25 will sleep. I'm kidding. <laughs> Have a nice night. Have a nice night. Listen, let's go on. Uh, Icon Shocker. Uh, Icon Shock. Icon Shock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people have told me I look like her all my life. I don't, well. An icon, Mary? No, Shaka. <laughs> I, I, I was adding her to the conversation. No. Mary Blige is definitely an icon. She's yeah, an icon. I'm a, I call her icon, Mary. She's an icon. Um, so. Let's get Ms. it. Shaka Khan has always been known to say what's on her mind mm-hmm. in jittery gibberish and cocaine rants. Uh, but this time, <laughs> what she had to say, <laughs> this is actually something old, but she said in the past, and it's resurfacing that uh, Mary J was flat on, <laughs> flat on the track. <laughs> 
on Sweet Thing, and she was. Um, I love <laughs> y'all like that i don't like that song. <laughs> i just know it because these homes was playing it so much and me and my you know i love old music and even back then i used to be like she cannot touch the original why are y'all playing this and i remember <laughs> one of my girlfriends saying mary's the one who made me like it i said you don't know what you're listening to you ain't listen to the old one then <laughs> Sweet thing, you telling me Mary made you like Mary's version. <laughs> Bitch, I was born in the 90s and I was listening to Shaka's version <laughs> more than Mary's <laughs> version. <laughs> I know you motherfucking lie. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but in Shaka's defense, she said that she told Mary to her face. Mary knows she told her. She told her Mary a whole bunch of shit. She said not just about her being flat. She told her about her. You look crazy with that blonde in your head. Like <laughs> Shaka's a different kind, and she might have been on crack. Then you know, Shaka's one of them people that bit got on crack late. I don't even know how you become get on crack in the late nineties, but she managed to do that. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> okay. Cocaine is a fact. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, allegedly, yeah. Damn, I can't believe she said Mary was flat. She was though. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody says somebody's flat, it's. Now she was giving flatbread. She was giving flatline. Okay, flat let's line. do it. Top three shocker songs. Flat tire. I don't. I'm um, not. I'm not that old, sweetie. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, well, sweet thing might be one of them. Um, yeah, no, girl, she was, you, took, you, took, you took mine, girl. Sweet. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Through the fire? Through the oh, fire. Lord. I'll just oh. do mine because I'm old. And then oh. also, um, wait. I hate when y'all do this impromptu three times. I don't end. give a damn. Not, do it. There's one more I'm missing that's like really a good one for me. Ain't no. nobody. Damn, here there we go. A classic. Yeah, but well, that would be my three. Right and you here. can double and you can double that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have your three. My three are um, Everlasting Love. I was so mad when Mary did that, too. Ugh. <laughs> Leave me alone. Needs to be in a garbage. Um, <laughs> Everlasting Love is one of my favorite songs. And then I Know You, I Love You, and um, Love You All My Lifetime. Excellent. Ready. Everlasting Love. Ugh. If you can get your hands on Shaka's version, please give a listen to that. Please give a listen to them background vocals because she's been singing with this one lady. I don't know. Like, it's one lady. I forgot her name. It's a background singer. She used to sing back up for Patti LaBelle, too. But she had been with Shaka for years. Those, another pairing that sounds like angels in the background. Mm. And Shaka makes... Full use of her lower register. Can't, no. You know, I love a lower register. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Even on the opening, the like when she says "when," I'm not gonna do it because I ain't gonna do it justice. Yeah. But even the opening is just like wet, and it's like from the undercarriage. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Shaka went, went, went the fuck off when she saw she was number twenty nine on that list. She did. She said, "You know something? Fuck y'all." <laughs> y'all, gonna, y'all gonna put me under Mary J. Blige and she was flat on the song that I, I know that wore her she out she kind of has a point no shame which leads us to <laughs> the um the list yeah what about it are you familiar with it I remember looking at it, but I didn't scroll that far down on it it was yeah. like 200 names. I'm like, I ain't no one has time for that. Um, but it was the um, favorites and that's it. And the uh, rock and roll, right? Yeah. Rock and roll, um, you know, best singers. 200 female singers of all time. No, I think it was just greatest singers of all time because they have people on there. Oh, it were men too. They were, yeah, like yeah. they have influential people too, like um. Mm-hmm. I think Bob Dylan is on there, and that's something that could be argued, but yeah, definitely his music has a place, and that voice is so distinct. It's not a lovely voice. It wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. It's a voice of literally of anarchy and rebellion. That's why I love Bob Dylan, but people like him are on there. It's not like just your classical, like, oh, amazing singers or amazing R&B singers. Right. But I do think I remember the top three being Aretha, Mariah, then Whitney. Maybe. I'm not mad. I'm not altogether mad at that. You know. I'm not either. Mm-mm. I love um, Franklin. But Shaka was mad about her placement. She should have. I feel like she should have been further up too. I do. Yeah. I understand that. She's an amazing, powerful Especially vocalist. Especially in her day. Now I think she could crack a window. <laughs> Let some air in. <laughs> like, no, not even like really crack the window. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But I'll listen to her. I don't care. I love her. But in her day, she was not to be played with. <laughs> mm hmm. You know, and she, um, she apologized. There's a vi- I think there's a video of um Aaliyah as a young girl singing My Funny Valentine, which is interesting because I've always thought that that song was too old for her to be singing. Listen, Lindsay, we're not, we're not going down that road. <laughs> but the version I believe she was singing was Shaka's version. She sounded she sexy, sounded pure. It's a <laughs> sexy version, though. She sounded pure, though. Mm. The fuck is she singing that for? But you bringing that up made me think about also how (laughs) Stephanie Mills Mills was just interviewed too and they randomly asked like who are some singers that you would take advice from? And she said Aretha, yes. Diana, yes. They said "Um, Anita Baker, she said record scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, it's like, what's the beef with Anita? He's you like, don't oh, take no, I love from Anita. Anita Baker. <laughs> Except <laughs> maybe a napkin. I thought it was more about seniority, maybe. 
Anita is not known as one of the nicest ladies in town. Remember her beautiful Scott? And I tell you, Anita is one of those women that found out late in life that her auntie was her mama and her mama was living down the hall from us, some shit. Now, why you had to bring that up? For a long time. Why you had to bring that up? always got to go back to the roots. (laughs) And these ain't nothing but old-ass Essence articles that I know. (laughs) I thought maybe it was more about the fact that she came out in the 70s and Anita came out in the 80s and she was giving... I want to listen to the people that came before me. This is true. It could be that too. Don't ask me, bitch. Why would I take advice from somebody that came out? That came after me. True, but Anita Vega ain't nobody. You want to ask nothing. You don't even want to ask her where the bathroom is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what she not gonna ask her fashion advice because I got enough black dresses in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? But you you guys swallowers, I decided to finally ask something special for y'all. I know a lot of you watch Real Housewives. So we will be talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac, who recently discussed colorism. Oh, so they want to get deep. So what did you all think of that conversation, which Andy thankfully took took himself out of? Well, they got as deep as about a plate. Um, <laughs> I'm this out, guys, because I don't want Emery to yell, Emery or Marcus to yell at me later. But I do have to say a few things about this quote-unquote discussion. The discussion was n- not a discussion of all at all. It was just basically a few people stringing some sentences together hoping that it made sense and, you know, hoping (laughs) that it satisfied the audience that was watching and that was anticipating the so-called discussion, but it was not a discussion. Andy Cohen, you know, he basically um, took himself out of the equation because I'm sure a lot of people told him you're not equipped to, um, moderate this nuanced discussion about something has that has been plaguing the black community for centuries now, like, well, not centuries, but yeah, for a long time, years, a long time. Um, by doing that though, I don't know. It's sort of like absolved him and Bravo from any like responsibility as far as, not only the conversation, but maybe the actions of some of the members of the cast and also it's fandom. So to me, that was a cop out. I don't think he should have asked the ladies. I think he they should have made um, a decision to bring in a moderator because the question was posed to the cast and they decided not to have a moderator. They decided to discuss it amongst themselves. And to me, it was a complete fail. There was no context. There was, there was, 
it was just like a bunch of innocuous statements flying. Like Candace said something about, you know, she's seen one way emotional, this, that, and the other. And, you know, and then Giselle and Robin are like, well, what does that have to do with your skin color? Like all this, like, so which already gave you the impression that they weren't even trying to understand her in the conversation. Mm-hmm. They made up their so minds. That's yeah. They had already made up their minds that they weren't really going to be participating and really trying to receptive of what they were hearing. Right. They were not going to be receptive. They just wanted it to be over. So Ashley is the only one that takes some sort of account accountability for having white privilege. And it was, it was a weird conversation because they're saying these terms, like I accept my light skin privilege. It's like all these like, (laughs) I accept my light skin privilege. These terms, these internet terms, you know, I accept my light skin privilege. And I can't mm-hmm. do it. Just, it was just, no. When you think about Potomac, you have to think of its fandom and how it differs from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Its fandom is primarily white. If we are looking at people like Robin and Giselle, who are very light-skinned women and light-skinned women in the fact that they would be considered almost white passing. Mm-hmm. And when you think about how that look may look to a white audience, it's the old trope. Light-skinned Negro, non-threatening. The red is non-threatening. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if there is any perpetuation of um, any of these racist or microaggressive tropes lingering about on the show mm-hmm. about dark-skinned women because Robin and Giselle, the non-threatening Blacks are there, people who subscribe to these um, racist tropes or microaggressive tropes mm-hmm. think the shit is okay. Right. That's the whole point. Also, we have to remember that Potomac was first pitched as the ladies of Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, we now, well, we know is a, an organization for the children of the black elite. Historically, the children of the black aristocracy. This goes back many, many years. This goes back probably before Reconstruction, actually. 1800s, they had like a list of 400 families, all in the Black aristocracy. And I I tell you, they were all light-skinned. Why? Because house Negroes were typically freed first. That's how it went. So if you take this history into account, like it's such a nuanced conversation and without providing this kind of context, this is why it just seemed almost like pointless. Potomac, Maryland is not too far from Washington and Washington itself has a very, very rich history with black aristocracy, prominent black families that settled in Washington 
that were light skinned. They were freed men. This is a fact. This is a fact. So if you take into account all of these little things, like, and even Wendy, who is dark skinned, a beautiful dark skinned woman, she doesn't, I don't even think she gets that. The fact that she was flaunting her four degrees around these group of women, that's colorism too. If you're dark, you're told you got to at least be smarter. If you can't be prettier, you got to be smarter. That is also a result of colorism. Am I on by myself? Hello? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you could cut this out. That's all right. So I'll just say that it was slightly pointless. And then in the third episode, Candace makes this. <laughs> she talks about Robin and Giselle's proximity to whiteness. Which was absolutely true because she pointed out that someone like Giselle making an accusation about being uncomfortable in in a room with a man would land differently than had Candace herself made the accusation. All of a sudden someone pipes in and goes, you're weaponizing their light, you know, their skin color again. You can't have an educated, nuanced conversation with people who are unwilling to acknowledge their own privilege. Also, acknowledge what dark-skinned women may be feeling about a particular thing. And, you know, in that moment, not take the time to focus on themselves. And that's exactly what was happening. One of them almost started crying. It was just weird. It was pointless. It was almost ridiculous. And then for Wendy to sort of like police Candace, Candace's um, statement, I didn't like that either. Let her let her say what she wanted to say. Let her feel what she wanted to feel in that moment. Was it charged? Yes, but it was definitely correct. Robin and Giselle don't even understand their proximity to whiteness, even as black women, because they are light skinned. That's the whole point. That's why the colorism debate is so um, touchy, it can be hurt, painful. And that's why a lot of us are unwilling to have it. It can be exhausting, but that was their attempt to school us. And uh, I'd say it failed miserably. Damn, that's unfortunate. A missed opportunity because with the platform that they have, um, they really could have really like, been a, a healing conversation for yeah. us all. They missed the mark. Yeah. Actually, you don't. I'm like Giselle is a woman whose family is from New Orleans. Hello, a place uh, historically where octoroon balls were held. 
Mm-hmm. Women who were um, products of miscegenation were damn near auctioned off. Right. So how they're not making that correlation, they don't want to make that correlation. Because like I said, don't make just focus on today. When the shit don't affect you, you ain't have you don't have to think about it. Right. But that lack of concern and um refusing to acknowledge certain things, it create it, it makes viewers propagate that same type of colorism and ignorance mm-hmm. because they're like, Well, look how they're responding to it, so it That's must ex- be fine. That was exactly my point. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Y'all missed the mark. Sorry. I would say try again, but don't. Don't. Not on Bravo. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan are showing a lot of public display of affection and some people, my people, (laughs) because black twitter really reveals themselves um they had a lot to say about this they're uncomfortable they feel that their affection is about what for some reason they feel that their display of affection is too much and (laughs) implies something else what homophobic Homosexuality. Are these fucking people? Is their masculinity so fucking fragile? Yes. Yes, it is. What's crazy to me and so bizarre? Every moment that I see these two together, I love their affection always comes off brotherly. Nothing is sexual. There is nothing sexual (laughs) about this at all. It's so bizarre. This is coming from someone. <laughs> we th- this is three people on this panel right here, two of whom who have sex, make love with men, and I've written about making love and being intimate with men. Mm-hmm. We know what a sex yeah. romantic. I know what that would look like. This is and this ain't a that. mutual respect mm-hmm. and a mutual. Um, just adoration of one one another's talent <clears throat> yep. and friendship. friendship. Are y'all fucking stupid? And With comfort it. in oneself in, in the their words, masculinity. In the, words, <laughs> in, in the, the words, in the words of Samantha James. <laughs> Get up off them dicks. <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. It's you that thinks about those things. It's, it's you that, that thinks about, about those things. <laughs> it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's it you is. that thinks about those things. It is. Why? Why are I you thinking mean. about that? You don't have a you don't have a homie that you can that you can hug on and act stupid and silly with and be in loving towards. I have never I, I am so sorry that your fathers, grandfathers, and uncles did not love you. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry that they did not. I'm so sorry they abandoned you. 
I'm so sorry you was not then, a love and song affection. Let me tell y'all this too. What Emery's talking about, I witnessed that with my own eyes in a very feminine place, by the way. I happened to be in a nail salon and three boys were there getting in, you know, grooming. And they were talking, They, I don't know how they got on the subject, but they got on the subject of their parents, their fathers, or whoever it was in their life, not telling them I love you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how it affected them. Because mm-hmm. mm. men didn't say that. Great boys and young. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I felt sad for them. Because I knew at home, my father, when he was alive, you know, I guess it could be my dad was a cancer, too. They're very affectionate and loving. And he was definitely that way with me and most certainly that way with his son, my brother. I can surprisingly, my father's an Aquarius. And though we weren't extremely close growing up, he was affectionate. He hugged me. Kissed me. It's affirming. Um, he told me he loved me. And none of this, I want to be very clear, was ever inappropriate for you negative-minded, stupid bitches what out there. The but I've never. No, yeah. And <laughs> I just received affection. You niggas were not affirmed. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I tell... I always tell this to Emery, I tell this to everybody that I know, by it is your divine right to be here. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. It is your human right to exist and be affirmed. Yes. I'm I'm just saddened for you people that mistake intimacy like <laughs> yeah i can't it's really wild it's wild it's like it's like foreign territory for me but they wouldn't second guess any of this if women were doing it it's so bizarre it's a it's upsetting the way the black community well we're gonna get into it later. and we're gonna get into it later we're really gonna get into it yeah that's why that's why i said upsetting. Full circle moment i'm gonna be but, quiet that is not sexual, my friends. It's it not. is that's friendship. That is love and respect for for your friend. Absolutely. And here's another motherfucking thing. Your homophobia is showing because oh, even yeah. if it was that, why the so fuck? What? Why are you mad? Exactly. So what? So and if it was what? that. If it was sexual, so, so what? what? Eat There's your fucking hearts out. It. Nothing wrong with it. It's completely normal. It's fine. So either way, <clears throat> y'all sound the fuck stupid. Yeah. Is you dumb or is you stupid? Illiterate. <laughs> Asinine and all the above. All of these things, honey. So yeah, they I was, went as far um, as to say that Jonathan Majors is promoting the um the gay agenda. 
I love this. I this man does nothing wrong. To me. <laughs> so his photo he's shoots that he's done that. with Ebony magazine and other photo shoots, um, he's like been wearing pink a lot lately. Black Twitter and others feel like he's promoting the gay agenda. Oh, and what would that be? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Please, I need one of you to explain to me what the gay agenda is. What is its mission statement? Okay, what is the end goal? And politically, what does it mean for everyone else? He's forcing us to accept gays. The gay agenda. Wow. Wow. Another way. So y'all just living agenda. Okay. Living, existing, taking up space. Just taking up space is somehow an agenda. An agenda. Okay. Yeah. So y'all going to attack every, you know, every macho, masculine, black man we got at the top because he's in touch with his feminine side. Mm-hmm. Shame I think on those you. pictures are beautiful. Yes, of course. And to me, they look, I don't know. I don't see anything feminine. I don't either. About the pictures. But, I, but I think they're talking about the, you know, the, there was another pose that Emery put on the screen. The one with the rose? That, no, there was another one not showing that was, <clears throat> they kept showing it. And I said, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, there are a lot of men that are in touch with their feminine side and don't mind. Not everyone is a gangster. I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. It's fine. Not everyone, right. not everyone is that. Yeah. Okay. Not everyone is this. Yeah. Okay. Not everyone is a butch queen. Just, just because you like to party like a rock star doesn't mean you like to take it up the butt. Right. Ask what's his name. You know who. <laughs> this ain't what you want. Ask them. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you. Want. But you know what? But you know what he said in the interview, don't you? No. Because they was calling him, you know, the word "sweet" in particular. Uh, what's his name in the Jonathan Majors? Yes, Jonathan Majors. He said, mm-hmm. "You won't want to run up on this sweet." Okay. One up. That's what what my boyfriend said because I have a very sensitive boyfriend. He's been through a lot. Mm -hmm. And he he always says something. He's like, I can have a tear in my eye and still fuck you up. (laughs) He says that all the time. (laughs) And it's true. Yeah, I could say I could be crying. A fl- I could be crying like I I lost my best friend and still fuck you up. Like, don't get shit door. twisted. It's ridiculous. A nigga pull out a, a a pink coat. Like, oh nigga, this this nigga gay. Nigga gay. Why are you gay? <laughs> Why are you gay? Why are you gay? <laughs> that clip always gets me <laughs> but it is what it is we gonna get more into it on the topic of the day y'all ready getting some hair oh something we haven't done in a while yeah <laughs> 
Oh, how I miss giving heads. <laughs> One of my many talents that sits at the top of my list. Hmm. I'm so proud, Swallowers, to finally bring back the Knees and Heads segment for uh-huh. the new year. And on the show, on YouTube, what a blessing. The oh, person yeah. that needs heads this week, I wonder who it can be. I'll hmm. give a clue. <laughs> you know, you can't spell union without you and I. Shut up. She's my favorite ass eater. Mm. And that husband of hers, he can dunk a donut in my mouth. (laughs) Yes. We're a match made in gay heaven. Mm. They are black excellence. And I excel at giving Black's head the person (laughs) deserving of head this week is Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Oh, Mm. yes. A double team. Oh, yeah. Yes. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade need some motherfucking head. They fine Mm. as hell. Look at them. I mean, just look at them. They are parents <laughs> of the fucking uh, decade. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and here we thought Will, Will and Jada were. <laughs> <laughs> the parents they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Them. They are good parents, okay? But no, this couple here, man, that speech they gave at the NAACP Awards... My God. Mm. Um, First of all, what I love most about Dwayne Wade's part of that speech, he didn't censor himself. It wasn't about him being this um, father that figured it all out and I'm I'm a good father. It was about him actually giving props to his daughter, Zaya Wade, and really saying, you helped me become a better person. You helped me understand. You made me a better man. That shit really hit me. Like, I think people always miss the part that, yes, as a parent, you are a teacher, but you also are a listener and you are a learner. You are learning from your child who they are, what they need, what they require. Um, right. It's a learning experience just as much as it is a teaching experience. And so I was like really blown away by that, how he just kind of like humbled himself. And then, oh, here come Gabrielle with the fire. With the smoke. The smoke. Because right. she wanted all the smoke. She was giving all y'all in this room. <laughs> I know who said what about my baby. I know who said what. I'm talking to y'all right now. Right. Um, I felt like she held people accountable. I felt like she also used her platform in that space. And what not what would not be a better platform than this when black men are the main culprits in killing black trans women? 
Right. So, yeah, I'm going to bring this shit to this black ass awards and have a conversation about this and a dialogue about this. I'm going to make y'all uncomfortable, uncomfortable right here. And I'm not scared to. I was proud of her. I was very proud of her. And again, another case of not really centering herself, but making it about when are we going to talk about um, Black rights for all people and not just some? Yes. The best part, the best part of her speech. So important. So important. If you are not including black trans people, black non-binary, non-binary people, black gay people and lesbians in the conversation, then you really don't care about all black people. <laughs> all black lives matter. <laughs> not just some. Not just some. Unacceptable. And I need you to understand we ain't really asking you who said this? I think it may have been Hope Tazelle about community. Like, it's really not about all of us being kiki and girlfriends and family and agreeing on every certain thing. But, bitch, don't make space for me to be harmed. Right. What I mean by that is, like, we are all a community but bitch, we don't have to be close. But bitch, don't like make space for people to like create legislation that is ruining lives that make people want to kill us and all the above. I don't know. It's just it was powerful to me. How did you all feel about Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade's speech at the NAACP awards? Wow, you pretty much summed it up for me. I mean, I always appreciate the way they speak up for their daughter. Um, But this one was more personal. Oh, yeah. And also, when it comes to Dwayne Wade, I mean, mm, I hope that all the Black men in that audience were listening to him. Mm -hmm. I sincerely hope that let, let's be honest. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of niggas with gay sons out here, and 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 with trans kids and with you know they need to listen to him because don't y'all have usually if you don't want to do research, don't you want to take it from someone like Dwayne Wade? Who who's gonna be who's gonna be the person that gets you to be uh, who's gonna be the person that takes you out of this ignorance? Will it never, I mean, will it never change? I guess he is somebody that they can look up to. I hope that he's someone they can look up to. Right. I just hope it didn't fall on deaf ears. It was very, very touching to me. And, um, you know, Gabrielle, she's always on point. Um, And she's not the show. She's she's not for show, very to the point, not beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm in love with them. And I think and, to provide, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I also wanted to point out that, because, you know, I follow Zaya on, mm-hmm. on social media. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and um, I just enjoy how they let Zaya be free. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the black people will get to them later. Um, but I just God, what was I going to say about about Zaya's social media? There was a point behind this. I'll I'll interject and say it because it was a good one. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy that you know they got that award and that they used that opportunity to. It, it was it was the perfect timing. <laughs> And for you, black people, hope you were hope you were listening. Yeah, they are definitely very deserving of the president's president's awards. I mean, it was actually the NAACP um, Image Awards. Let me correct myself. Um, yes. and, a, and another thing to bring um, to add to the context, um, I think Gabrielle said that her father was um, going through some things or in and out of the hospital or something. Um, and so when Dwayne Wade was talking about fatherhood, it was really kind of hitting her. And that's why she was already kind of getting emotional. And that's where some of that passion came from as well. But nevertheless, I mean, I just really enjoyed the speech. Um, did you have something to add, Lindsay? Um, I don't know. I just, you know, really appreciated the sentiment. I always... I really can we stop it for a second? Get down now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Leave that in there. My black, <laughs> my black daughter. Uh, <laughs> Leave that shit in there. Go ahead. As you were saying. No, I just always appreciate when those two in particular are able to use their platform, use their stature um, in the Black community to Mm -hmm. raise awareness and not just for their daughter, but for everyone. I think they've really like they've really zoned in on how important this is Mm -hmm. and it goes beyond even Zaya, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, I, I believe Zaya got her like, um, yep. She got papers. Yep. She got her papers for her name change. Oh my God. She can finally step into being a woman. And that is, I don't know for me, it just hit, on all cylinders. It was very emotional for me. Mm-hmm. I navigate this community always from a place of concern because there are so many people that um I think I said it on last our last show, you know, that don't want to cut ties with their families. Mm-hmm. Because they're all that they have, but these families for a lot of the time, you know, majority of their lives have not been kind, have not affirmed them. Not affirmed them. The love has been conditional. Mm. And it's not right. And um, to see him fully embrace 
um, this journey with mm-hmm. his daughter, it just, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's exemplary. A marvel. It's exemplary. That's all I can say about it. They are really an example. And it's not that everything is perfect. Right. I always talk about this, like even within my own journey, it's not about being perfect. It's about mm-hmm. listening. It's about learning. And it's about love. At its core. Yeah. When you love someone. You know, for me, it is. It's that important. Yeah. It is that important. It is that serious. And it's not about what people think it's about. For mm-hmm. me, it's always been about love and how mm-hmm. how best can I disperse that? What mm-hmm. can I do? How can I be of service? How can I help? And right. I think that's what they're that is exactly what they're about. Yeah. My his daughter taught him and he was basically thanking Zaya for having patience with him yeah yeah powerful (laughs) amazing and it just man all parents out there I would like just if anything if you can take away from that to listen to your children yes I'm sorry, parents. A lot of people like to kick me because I don't have children. I don't care. I was someone, I I am someone's child. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a parent, you your child is not a mini you. Nope. Your child is your, it's, own separate entity independent of you and your job is to nurture assist Mm -hmm. teach Mm -hmm. and advise the best you can Mm -hmm. and for me it's always been you got to change right for your child right they, they don't have to change to suit you. You have to change to get on board with them. Absolutely. That's hard to swallow. It, it, it's well, very it's hard to swallow. Shit I can ever say. <laughs> get on, like, you got to get on board, not them. Mm-hmm. It's not about them being what you want them to be. It's about helping them be the best person they can be. Mm -hmm. Their child growing up, that ain't about you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's just wonderful to see them. And I hope someone somewhere took something from that. Absolutely. And maybe, you know, said, you know what? I'm going to make a change. Yes. And I would challenge myself to be a better parent, a better person. I'm challenging myself. And mind you, that thinking, guess what? Also goes for your heterosexual kids. It's not just for gay and trans. It's not just for queer kids. 
Mm-hmm. That is a universal message. Exactly. Yes. And that's why I like why I'm doubling down on how important and powerful this speech was. First of all, let's go back. Like your child is not your second chance at life. No. Your child is not you. <laughs> um, and I really have to say this to y'all. If you have already painted the image of who you want your child to be before they are even born, you're doing it wrong. And they will disappoint you. And they will disappoint you. At some point, it's going to fall apart. Nurture your children. Listen to your children. And I always think about, um, well, as of recent, this African proverb that I heard that um, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to fill its warmth. Absolutely. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch. Love your children. That's it, really. That's yeah. the message. That's it. I mean, outside of that, spread your legs, Gabby. Yeah, spread them now. Spread them. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Spread them. <laughs> spread those clappers. <laughs> I got the bread and the peanut butter and jelly to spread, bitch. Spread the legs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. What is the photo shoot in the magazine called? A spread. Spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen. You deserve all the head in the world. All of it. Yes. And lucky for you, I'm hungry. Respectfully. Respectfully. I know y'all married. Okay. And they got (laughs) swingle parties. Yes, they do. Goodbye, both of you. Shit, fuck that. They need some motherfucking head. They do. Now. And we're going to give it to them. And it's better than that President's Award. The <laughs> fuck? <laughs> That's sitting on the shelf. Bitch, this I'm sitting on your lap. My head is color. in your lap. <laughs> it means more. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For being who you are. Thank you for being patient and learning and amazing parents and just amazing people. And Zia Wade, I always maintain, protect her at all motherfucking costs. And I will fight a bitch over you. I, I Seriously, as soon as your name come up and somebody say some slash or slick shit, I'm like, bitch, you got Zia Wade fucked up. Who the fuck is... I'm, I'm that person when it comes to Zia Wade. No she shit. Not his name, not your mouth. <laughs> it's like it's just natural instinct to just be very defensive I about her. Poor mouth. <laughs> is what it is. Here's the T O D, the topic of the day. All right, man. I feel like these topics are all kind of connected a bit. Yeah, they're coming together. Yeah. Yes. Because even the topic of the day is steering us back to that toxic masculinity shit. 
And mm. you know what's even more crazy? It's coming from a gay with gay mouth. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Saucy Santana. <laughs> Santana. <laughs> Why would they put that picture? That's how she looked. <laughs> That's how she looked. But Saucy Santana agreed with the sentiment saying that straight men should not be smoking hookah. And he quoted, if you're not gay, put it down, pick up a grabber. What the hell is a grabber? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, um, it's you know, a little like a, shit. Like a roll up? Yeah, basically. A swisher? Yes. It's, it's in the family of that, yes. yes. I'm giving now to add context. Saucy, the no. conversation actually started because someone on unemployed, uncut, I think it's like some type of show or podcast. Some black women were saying local <clears throat> hookah is feminine and being romantic is feminine. Wow. Dumbass. Wait, actually, being romantic is feminine. See, and this is what we're dealing with. (laughs) This is what we're dealing with. (laughs) This is the nigga shit, because there's no other way to call it anything else. This the nigga shit we're dealing with. I didn't want to say it, but you said That's exactly who and what we're dealing with. This is why we can't even eradicate the word, because there's no other way to label this. Wow. (laughs) They can't spell feminine, even though it's in the the beginning of the heading. <laughs> um. Okay. What do we make of this whole hookah thing? Is smoking hookah feminine to you? First of all, we gay people didn't even create smoking hookah. <laughs> it's b- created by straight men, and straight men all over the world smoke hookah. What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> and what's the difference between that and smoking a blunt? They still sucking on something, you stupid asses. <laughs> It is insane. Yes. That it's the same fucking motion. The history of hookah is not queer. Um Ugh. and a lot of men do it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I about it. Well well listen, the black women they said what was feminine about it. You know, you gotta pick up the thing and put it in your mouth. And you blow on it, you suck on it, you know, you put it in your mouth, you suck on it. Oh, they do that when they sucking on pussy. So what is your point? Just like a blunt, though. Just 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 reinforcing the harm of of, of what what it does to, you know, black people who they can't do again. The way black people police masculinity oh is so God. fucking dangerous. Yes. Like, for real. <laughs> for real. Dangerous. You're reinforcing harm. Absolutely, <sighs> and perpetuating the, this stupidity oh. that is creating 
angry young men. They, they, they can't express themselves. That's limited in their mobility and their that's action. Why your baby daddies act like they don't give a fuck. That's why they ain't affectionate with you or your children, you dumb asshole. Mm-hmm. It's sad. And, and what and what is with you know? Now I understand why the 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 cis men criminalize femininity, but why? But why do the black women do it? I mean, why are y'all making it harder? I can see why other niggas do it to each other, but why would you sit up in your right mind and put all these men who smoke hookah under that stress? That that's some crazy shit. I don't to me. even have an answer for you. <laughs> no, my I mean, mind isn't wired the way these holes lines a, are wired. A, that was a petty question. Yeah, but my question is, how are you gonna say some shit like that, bitch? On a, she on a really pop- sat her cheap ass in the club, <laughs> looking at another fucking section with a hookah because she couldn't afford to buy one herself, and said, "Them niggas feminine." It is, Why didn't you let me smoke on it? It's that's some nigga bitch shit. I never looked at somebody smoking a hookah and said, "Ooh, that's sus. That's mm, that's well, feminine." And <laughs> for an effeminate presenting gay man, well, listen. Let's go to the straight club, Emery, and let's see. Let's determine. She might be right. They might be in there like this. I've been to straight. I've been to fucking um. What is it? Empire. Y'all can't see me right now. No, not Empire. Um. <laughs> damn. Whatever. I bitch. I've been to a straight bar and I've seen straight men smoking hookah and I never said to myself that looks feminine. Right. Never. And for an effeminate presenting gay male. To be laying on his side, <laughs> sprawled with a BBL, with a fuck right, and press on nails, and nails, and a lash, and a lip. <laughs> You're perpetuating the same shit <laughs> that got your dumbass shot. In that club you were in, remember that? Where you were just being yourself. But they were telling you, you shouldn't have been shaking up and no damn. It's the same you shit. You supposed to be doing that femme gay shit. You was, was doing too much. What's next? He gonna start you did not deserve niggas, a shot. Shooting but people because they smoke a hookah? It, exactly. It's it the opens same up shit. that, yeah, that door for that. Oh, that's them. He just dummy smoking hookah. Oh no, uh uh-uh. uh. Bring out the Bible and the holy water. You was in there shaking your ass, and I'm not. Listen, I'm not judging because I. I it's my contention that wherever you are, you should be yourself. I don't give a fuck who is there. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of safety, because people are ignorant. Right. 
discernment. There has to be some discernment. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. He was in a place with his girlfriends. It was a strip club. And then when the straights decided he was doing too much, their response was to with violence. Um, and that's terrible because he did not deserve that. Mind you, just like any of the straight men that go to the bar to have a nice time, and if they want to partake in hookah, they should be able to without judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but your discomfort and homophobia doesn't warrant you shooting somebody. It really doesn't. <laughs> or making these um or making these judgments. Who the fuck are you? Fuck y'all. Right. Y'all and y'all just be y'all be saying anything. Just yes, making up anything. Street nigga can't. I'm gonna just start making up shit like can't do that. They can't cry. They can't they can't. do this. They can't be romantic. What the fuck can they do? They can't wipe their ass. ass. They could do that. They They could not pay child support. They could do that. Yeah. But this is how a lot lot of women are complicit in perpetuating toxic masculinity. I'm guilty of it. it, it I have been guilty of it. I'm not going to lie. But this shit is just out of my range. It's it's crazy. I'm gonna just start making up shit for women. Like, oh, that bitch eating lemons. Her pussy sour. <laughs> it's giving you know what they say about a woman with black gums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait till I let that cat out the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm be like food falling out her mouth. She got a loose mouth. That means her pussy loose too. <laughs> just just start making up dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she got Crocs on her feet. That, that bitch got rocky skin. Like, <laughs> what is the logic? <laughs> that should make no sense. There is it's the absence. It's the absence of thought. Actually, there is is no logic here about hookah. Y'all are policing masculinity to the point where uh uh, it is so dangerous, crazy. But you know, I did y'all idea, I did y'all a favor. She's gonna end up alone. Go ahead. I did y'all a favor of creating a list of things that I saw that men can't do. Yes, please put it up. I saw that. That list is turning it. Put it up there. (laughs) Yeah, eat bananas. Can I read? Can I read? Can I read the list? Go ahead. Number one, they can't eat bananas. Eat popsicles. Eat lollipops. Eat kale. Eat salads. Do yoga. Do intricate dances with women. Do intricate dances with other men. Dance. Generally. (laughs) (laughs) Have female friends that you are not interested in having sex with. Spend time with said female friends. Go to brunch. Have too many female friends. 
have too many male friends. Go to a movie, maybe with a male friend or two. Go on a trip, maybe with a male friend or two. Ride a bike. Really? Cry. Not cry. Blow. Run for the bus. Use umbrellas. Order fruity drinks. Right. Be excited to see your boys. Text with emojis. Eat hot dogs. Wow. (laughs) And the newly added of as of March 2023, smoke hookah. Y'all, y'all are missing one. What? Wipe your ass. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. That's That's on the list. Wow. Don't wipe your ass. Cause you know what that means. Don't have a clean ass. That's gonna that must that motherfucker must be expecting something. <laughs> a special delivery. Not that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I cannot deal with him. That motherfucker must be expecting something. <laughs> <laughs> he must be expecting something. But you know what? That just made me think of Trick Daddy because he just did a segment with um Nene. Nene. Lenny. Yes, Nene. And he was talking about getting his ass ate. Now, mind you, I don't want to hear about Trick Daddy getting his ass ate because I think a spoiled crab oil. But no. I was just yeah. proud of the way, like, he was so mm. talking about but it. But I love how he, there was a, I don't know. I like the, it was very gentlemanly the way he spoke of it. He spoke about his cleanliness, which mm. I appreciated. I shave, I bathe, I take baths. It's clean, it's kept. Absolutely. I, I appreciated that. He ain't bad an eye. He ain't stop cooking. He knew what his ingredients were. Right. <laughs> Him trying to see his food not burning, that took me out. <laughs> yeah, I get my ass ate. He was she don't have to do it, but if she wants to. Oh, my goodness. That's the comfort I love seeing in a man. And that is, is being if a man. If a lady don't mind. I like that consent. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I, I don't like the visual, but... I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want my cat seeing that. I'd rather see rats nibbling crumbs <laughs> than imagine Trick Daddy getting his ass ate. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the sake of this, for the sake of the listeners, I'm gonna go ahead and say. <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's gonna come up. It's gonna. It might get me in trouble later. So oh. no, yeah, yeah. But it's really just sad. Like y'all limit so many things that men could do. Oh my god, women. live your fucking life, men. I wonder why that isn't on the list. Hmm. I wonder why that isn't on the list. What? Oh, getting their ass ate. Yeah. No, they like that secretly. They do. Mm. Porn don't lie. I wonder if they knew what it would feel like. Those that don't watch See Him Fuck, go look now. (laughs) Is that the name of a site? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a whole um, company that um, they dedicate the they were committed to showing men getting their ass ate. And, and, and getting their ass ate by women? Yeah, by, yeah, by women. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I could be I could be into that. Yeah. And in multiple positions. Ooh. Oh. So they'd be on their back. Oh, some of them. Some of them be linked over, ass in the air, looking into the camera while they do it. That's turning it. I see, I'd be like, yes, bitch, yes. I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> Special <laughs> porn. Hey, listen, it's a lovely sight to see. I want to see that. Almost as good as seeing two black excellent parents, but maybe not as quite as high. <laughs> listen, stop telling people what the fuck they can and can't do. That's it. People live your lives. And if you go tell some people what they can't do, how about telling people to stop? Have a popsicle, eat a banana. Okay. Tell people to stop. Tell men to stop being violent. Yeah. Tell men to stop killing people. Tell them to pay their child support. Tell them to spend time with their children. Tell them to be better husbands and boyfriends to you. And fathers. If you want to give directives, bitch. Tell these fathers to love, <laughs> tell their children that they love them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Teach black men to actually communicate what they're feeling instead of feeling like they have to express it with anger and aggression and violence. I'm holding it in. How about that? Yep. And what's, what saddens me most about a lot of women that's complicit in this and propagating this toxic masculinity is that you're only harming yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your sons. Your sons, the men you're dating, wondering why niggas don't like you or if they do, why they treat you like shit. Because guess what? The same type of t- toxic masculinity that you are perpetuating are men that treat women like that do shit. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because they think that treating women like shit is masculine. Yes. Having holes, cheating on them, mm-hmm. not telling them that they love them because that's, that's all a part of it. Young, young ladies, if they don't get the fuck on, do better. Oh my god, it's sad. Can y'all grow, please? They, I don't know. God damn. My motherfucking man. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm really tired. But anyway, that is that on that. <laughs> wow. uh, but I'm glad we ha- got a chance to talk about it because this keeps coming up again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And again. We always going to address it. Always. Always. Always with wings. 
Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're going to have to hear it again and again and again. Yes. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Swallows, for listening to this show. I hope yeah. you really enjoyed it. Me Give too. us five stars if you did. Please. And Please. We really love it. Buy me a coffee or buy us a coffee. Yes. Buy us a pill. <laughs> Yeah. And you can follow us at HTS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And also follow these lovely people at their social media handles. Maybe. Lyrical Mar. Lyrical Mar. Any announcements about your music? Well, I'm, I'm filming my music video on the 17th of March. <laughs> And then, my birth, and then my birthday comes on the 25th. Yeah. Yeah. It's your season. That's why I'm doing this pose. Yeah. Oh okay, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. got the duck lips, too. Yes. And the peace sign. I'm going to stay, you know, I'm going to stay young, black, and queer, bitch. <laughs> okay. And good for you, baby boy. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't you ever call me baby boy. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't miss the opportunity with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> baby boy. Anyway, we out swallow us. When somebody when somebody call you baby boy, you know you about to get that good. <laughs> Ladder. And I ain't talk about no light spit. Ain't no tug. It's hack. And double Why hands. they like this? Double, double up. I don't do that double. That's, I don't got that's, time for that shit no. either. If mock tongue school ain't enough for you, then bitch, I ain't for you. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Not doing that. If Niagara Falls ain't enough for you, then. Yes, it, you can do it without that double hand shit. Absolutely. And that double hand shit is not comfortable. People, some people like it. Dude, I don't, we don't know if they like it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I think they actually like it for the visual. To yeah. be honest. But yeah. bitch, I'm focusing on where the sensation is, bitch. In your and mouth. On the head. In your mouth. Period. It's giving washing machine cycle. Yum, 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 yum. And I ain't never been proven wrong, bitch. <laughs> Tears in eyes. Period. <laughs> Listen to what the fuck I told y'all. Okay. Period. Good night. Only on them seas if it's breeze. Red ruby the sleeves. Chinese on my sleeve. These wanna be Chun Li's anyway. Yee how? Who the fuck told bitches they was mean now? I knew these bitches was slow. I ain't know these bitches see now. Marry the shooter case you niggas tried to breathe loud. Boom your face off, then I tell them ceasefire. I'm the A B seven.